The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! Blowing out of the backfield. Exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys. Presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Shannon. You are looking live. It's hump day at Tostitos Championship Plaza outside Fort Center at the Star in Frisco, Texas, where it feels like 77 because it is 77 and the high today is 81. The low tonight is 54. And this is like one of those Sesame Street episodes. One of these things just don't belong. But there's three things that don't belong on this show today. (laughs) One that does. I am here. Did that man say Sesame? As normal. Sesame. But all these other people in this room with me are strangers to the show. So what we are going to do, this is Hanging with the Boys. And it is brought to you by Wingstop each and every day where flavor gets its wings. Our producer is the same. Chris Beam is rocking the ones and twos in the back. But we have a new crew. What do we call this? Is it White Christmas in October? Is that what we normally call this? <laughs> you call it, you call it Sesame Street. So I mean, it's all kind of different things. It's the ma- what are we calling this? The mashup? The mashup's it's got mashup. its own show yeah. now, though, Is so we it? can't really call it the mashup. Uh, true. I call Media it the show swap. The show swap. Show swap. Okay. We'll go, show swap. We'll go with show swap. We're so swapping. I am here, as normal, in my swap normal drop. seat, and we'll get to him in a minute, but it's going to be kind of... Like a normal show for me because I heard the only person that can out talk Jesse Holly on any of these podcasts is the man that's in Jesse Holly's seat, which we'll get to him last here in a minute. So. Are you saying we all look alike? No, I'm not. I said talk. <laughs> oh, no. talk. Don't even start going down this road with me. Tater. We do not. Okay, what's going on with that? It's not is me. Nate in there? It's not it's me. Not that's, me. A, that's a Nate. That's a Nate Newton right there. I don't know what's going it's on. It's none of there. us. Check your phone. computer. It's not Anybody me. got a phone going on? I think that's back there with you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, it is not. Okay, we're good now. It's done. Okay, we're good. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, shows off to a roaring okay. start. Right. Just like a normal episode of <laughs> Hanging right. with the Boys. All it's right. done. My bad. Let's go around and do introductions since we'll be together for a couple of shows anyway. Today and then uh, Monday. 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 Yeah. So yeah. this lovely lady to my left, would you like to introduce yourself to our oh, fans? Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm Aisha Morrison. I am on Girls Talk, Boys Talk every day. Can I sing it? Yes. Aisha, let's go. I bet you've never heard that before in your life, have you? Yeah, the worst is when my dentist is singing it as your dentist. My dentist. I didn't know the song until my dentist. While he was while he's working? Yeah. He thought that would calm me. (laughs) Okay. Or is it because you can't you can't say anything back to him? That's probably what it is. Yeah, you can't get back at him. So give me a little background. Tell me a little bit about yourself. How'd you wind up on a podcast for the Cowboys? What's um, well, I'm a veteran. I served for eight years. Thank and, you for uh, that. Of course. Thank you for your and, service. And uh, after that, I was trying to figure out what else I could do. Okay, yeah. Oh, my mic is Yeah, uh, you're way low. Well, tater. There you go. Okay, well, yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out what it's else I could do. It's still low now because you put it under your chin. What, what am I? It there keeps you go. falling. <laughs> oh, we are off to a start here, ladies and gentlemen. This is my same mic. We're early. There you go. You're good now. This is my same right here, you're like good. I'm singing yeah, a solo in church. Yeah, you're good. Okay, cool. But, um, yeah, I'm a veteran of eight years. Um, I got disabled when I was overseas my last deployment. So, like, what else can I do in this world? And I was 
pretty decent at talking about football. So I got on the YouTube. Jane Slater found me. We started. They started Girls Talk, Boys Talk, there and I had the opportunity to do that and then do the draft show last year, which was big lit. And um, yeah, I'm here and I'm just trying to grow and I'm enjoying my time here. Well, glad you're here. Mm -hmm. So you and the lead, the new lead singer of Journey, have something in common. Y'all were both, <laughs> y'all were both discovered on YouTube. Oh. Did That's, you know that? I don't even know what journey. Oh my goodness! Oh, well, this oh, man to your oh. left, I hope he knows. That's a whole who, other show. Nice to meet you. I'm glad <laughs> you're on the show. Well, nice to meet you. We'll too. get to that later. Uh, old school over here. Old head. Oh no! Without the baby oil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your name, sir? My name's Heckma Harrison, and uh, you have a nice radio voice. Thank there, you, Mr. Uh, but I got TV face. Um, but the <laughs> thing about it is, no, <laughs> the thing about it with me, I guess. Um, Man, Shannon, you know how I got here. Why are you doing this? Everybody know Our me, fans man. Don't. What are you talking There's, about? You I've been listen. I've been on hanging with the boys, man. Don't don't you play with me. My don't, spot don't play. I had to come you, back I was, and boy, I was it. on you too. I, I was on you. I was boy, I was talking about like back. a cheap coat, I know. You, I know. I know. <laughs> like a cheap coat. How did you get here? Well, man, I I, I failed my way to success, and um, you know, thankful that I did. Um, I. Started off broadcasting, mm -hmm. doing some free gigs with Chris Beam in the back. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And uh, no, man, and just, you know, football is my, my, my first love, mm -hmm. you know, and it's uh, it's great when something you love loves you back. So I've been, you know, broadcasting, analyst, all of that for a number of years now. So I am on the Players Lounge. There you go. That's yes, such sir. a good way to put it. What's, What's that? that? I mean, it's it's good when something that you love loves you back. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, that's I've never heard that before. That's, yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Smooth. Okay. That's good. I like that. Smooth, aren't you? Smooth. <laughs> like butter. Like butter. Like butter. Go ahead and give Patrick his. Yeah, and, and this man that is Wind in him up. the uh, the talker <laughs> seat over here to my right. Is that what the, I should have took this with you. Yeah, it's going to be a battle over yeah. here. There's no the battle The juju right there. Who are you, sir? Um, Patrick No Sea Walker. Um, you know, if you don't know, now you know, baby. Um, oh. So grew up, grew up a Cowboys fan, uh -huh. but um, also, you know, I, I was just born as a writer, and ultimately, you know, went went off to school. Shout out to UGA Go Dogs. Um, finished my journalism degree there, but then didn't get into journalism right out the gate. Um, you know, my mom didn't think highly of it enough. So went into a field I shouldn't have gone into, which was banking and I was bored half out of my mind and, you know, just went through a kind of dark phase. And then I kind of figured out, you know, how can I do what I love and kind of going back to what Heckman said is you just love when something loves you back. Mm -hmm. So it kind of started blogging about the Cowboys, just putting my writing to my, to my fandom, but I wanted to make sure that we shoot as objective as possible, you know, like just take your feelings out of it and then just explain it from there. So that kind of became the, you know, the science thing. And then I, I was being playful with it at first, but then it really kind of took hold and everybody showed me love for it. And that got me up to uh 24 seven sports. I was there for several years. CBS sports came and scooped me, uh, was with CBS. Sports for seven years, and then got the call from from Derek and Nick Eatman. Hey, you want to you want to tap in? And I think that's a rhetorical question. The answer is yes, I absolutely want to tap in. So, um, started off here with talking Cowboys with Kyle and the crew last year. You know, training camp. We got our stories from last year's training camp. Oh yeah, tons of fun. Um, but now I am on Cowboys break with Derek and uh, Ambar and Brian. And today we're having fun 
with uh, hanging with the boys. Let's do it. Well, the good, yes, the science the, and the girl. The cool thing, hanging, hanging with, with the boys well, and girl. Hanging with us. How about that for the next couple of days? Hanging with the folks. Humans. I like that. The cool thing about all of us, and for anyone that's listening, you know, everybody I'm sure hits you guys up because they hit me up all the time. How do I get into sports? How do I do this? How do the cool thing about all of us is we all did something we loved, and we, yeah. at some point we did it for free. Oh, believe and you, it! And, and if you love something, oh boy, go do it as much and as often. Volunteer for everything. Show up. Showing up is ninety percent of life. That's one lesson I'm going to teach my three year old all throughout his life. Just go. Show mm-hmm. up. Be present. Just. But still, send an invoice though. Chris, sorry about that. <laughs> See, some of us are more selfish than others. Some of us do it because we love it. Some of us do it because they love the paycheck at the end of the week. But no, we all, like you, you said, you did stuff for free in the back with Chris. Like we all did stuff yeah. Yeah, for did. free because we mm-hmm. loved it. And it was okay if it didn't work out. That's just what we wanted to do. And it worked out for all of us. Yeah, I, I know specifically I could speak to that because there was a point when I was trying to figure out how to merge the, the writing with, you know, being a, a NFL fan and Cowboys fan and I mean if you don't go the traditional route in journalism it's typically hard to crack in until now the blogosphere has kind of taken over I was blessed enough to be in the generation where we do have the blogosphere so Mm -hmm. I was like you know what I'm going to create my own blog and I created my own blog it was on Blogspot when Blogspot existed and yeah old school (laughs) and I was like I don't care if I only have one reader and that reader is my mama I'm going to do this just yeah, just to put that energy out there, right? right? So um, it, it became one reader, which became 10, which became 100. And fast forward, fast forward. I'm sitting here talking to you great folks. Oh, good. I would say social media is just incredibly powerful yep. oh, yeah. um, because that's really how I got my start was I got on Twitter. And Cowboys Twitter is a powerful thing, if you haven't noticed. And so I just started talking to people and kind of getting on spaces and connecting. So for me, you know, any, if anyone's listening, it would be just just do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, social media can be a scary place. It yeah. can be anxiety, you know, taxing. But at the same time, if you want it, you got to go get it. You got to put yourself out there. Yeah. And that's that's an, that's even not just sports. That's whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you just started writing to get energy out. Yep, put, put it on paper. Put it on a blog. Put it put it out in the universe. It ain't going to happen if you don't. Facts. So go do it. Facts. So, you yeah. Track what you want. So, cool. So, we, we all took different routes, but did it for love of the game. Which, by the way, one of my favorite sports. All right. Before we start, we've already started, actually. Favorite sports movie of all time? Ooh, Remember, remember the Titans. Heckma. Oh, man. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, Give me top three. Any given Sunday, it's okay. got to be number one. Okay. Uh, was it North Dallas Fort? One of that? Golly, man. I'm, I'm, I'm butchering it. Um, that's why I need Nick Eatman in here because he all these same. The Longest Yard? Longest Yard. Yep. That's two. And then there's another one. I can't I can't remember the name, but those are my first two. Those are your first two? What yeah. about you? Um, one of my favorites. I'm, I'm, I'm a little younger than everybody here, so don't do me wrong. But um, Gridiron Gang. Okay. With The Rock. And I liked it just because it's based off of true events, and those mm-hmm. kids really did go through that and just kind of yeah. the resiliency in it. So, yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah. Mine's probably for love of the game, baseball movie. But Kevin Costner. I just, like that. The way they told the story, and he was zoning in and out during the game and flashing back to different moments. Like, I played ball, baseball growing up, and when you get in the zone, you just – everything – you just don't realize what's going on. You're related. That was story. your. I'm a baseball guy yeah, too. Where, like where's the natural in your uh, in your sports? It's up world? there. It's top ten. I don't know if it's top five. I, mm. I think for love of the game is probably my, my only baseball movie. Oh. Here's a, a league ch- of their own. 
Nah, oh. I didn't, you know what? I never watched all of it. Okay, the program. The program. program. Oh yes, 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 yes. Very that underrated movie. Yeah, and you got to watch all that either. Oh, got to tell the people. Happened? I don't know. <laughs> you got to tell the people that Derek Jeter just walked by too. That's what I heard. I didn't see him, I, yeah. so I can't say it with my own eyes. But Aisha, you saw him. And didn't I, even we seen them, but I didn't. She know. big dog, <laughs> Derek Jeter. Didn't even know what, Sean, what you what you hit him with the. So, he, so, so, they was waving yeah, here. They was so, looking at the screen. I was like, geez. I just thought they were regular tourists. Leap, y'all, come on. It's okay. We'll let you slide. I tell you what. Let's so, take sorry. An, let's take an early break now that we got intros out of the way. J Lo's X. So. We're gonna come back, and when we do, we're gonna wing it because this is X, sponsored so. by Wingstop. Okay. All right. We're gonna wing it, but I have a couple of questions. I'll let you think about during the break. One, what is your overall grade for the Cowboys? I mean, it's early, but okay. so far. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go position by position and give Ooh, them I love grades. This. I love this game. And okay. then you can you know, throw a little commentary in there and tell I us why this. you think that. That, that might I last the whole show. It might not. We'll see. When we come back on Hanging with the Boys and Folks. <laughs> Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole, made with real Hass avocados, will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouthwatering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your Taking the great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection. And sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back to the second segment of Hanging with the Boys, brought to you each and every day by Blockchain.com. Thank you, Blockchain.com. And this is the, what do we call it, Chris? The People Show? It is the people show. But I mean the mix-up thing. Show swap. Show, show swap. swap. Okay. This is the show swap, but this is hanging with the boys and the people show and all that gets the award-winning 
We actually made that up. We haven't won. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's uh, cool. You know, Nate, I didn't Nate know. made that up. And we just rolled with it. So, so you got to put the energy out there. Yeah, you yeah. Put the energy yeah. out. The number like one show on YouTube. Yeah. Put it. Yeah, the, put it the, out there. Yeah. And it'll the come. most viewed uh, Cowboys Network show on YouTube. That's hanging our head. Talk on your that. talk, Shannon. Talk your talk. <laughs> I got to grab onto something, man. Talk your talk. I got to grab onto something. All right. There's two different ways to look at this question. Okay. So you can answer it either. I got to put this pin down so I quit clicking it. I think there was an expectation going into the season that I had. This is me personally. I'm speaking as a fan. And then there was an expectation I had after the first two games of the season, which was, first I was like, okay, NFC Championship game or bust. And then it was like, after the first two games, okay, this is an elite team. Super Bowl or bust. So you can answer this question. I mean, the grade's still going to be the same. But I think – what happened to fans is everyone got so excited after those first first two games. Defense is dominant. Offense isn't turning the ball over. They're playing a control offense. They're doing just what they have to do to keep the score where they need it. And then you hit, you know, Arizona game. And it's like, okay, they're not great. But they're maybe that was just a bad game. And then you get dominated by San Francisco. And then now everybody's like, same old Cowboys, same old <laughs> Cowboys, eight and eight, or first round of the playoffs, and we're out. Bounces. So I think you have to kind of readjust your expectations, I think, as a fan and reset and go, hey, this is still a good team. This is my opinion. This is still a good team. They might have to grind some games out, and it's not going to be like we thought it was after the first two games. But I think they're still going to be there in the end. There's a ton of football left, which is weird that the bye week's this early for the Cowboys. But after these – what are we, six weeks in? Six weeks in. After six weeks, Aisha, we'll start with you. What is your overall grade for the Cowboys? Oh, my goodness. So I was struggling between a B- and a C+. Plus. Okay. Uh, so whatever is between there. B. What's between that? A B. A B? Oh, it, just feels, <laughs> it feels like a play. Um, Yeah, so, I, I mean, overall at this point, I think you've seen your defense – in different situations and what they're capable mm-hmm. of doing. But really, it's just the inconsistency from the offense that really is what kills the great for me. Um, obviously, defense has had two rough showings with Arizona and then with, with San Fran. But other than that, I mean, even in this past game, they kept you in this game for a good amount of time until your offense was able to go down and get a couple of drives. I mean, they had the um, the red zone stop and then obviously the turnover on downs, forcing them to, have to field goals. I mean, so I, to me, I think the defense is still the defense that we kind of thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. even though they've lost some guys. But offensively, the inconsistency is what drops the grade for me. It's like trying to figure out what this offense is going to be moving forward and how they're going to implement things on a consistent level because we'll see some things and then they'll just not exist the next week. So that's where I'm at. You're at a B. A, a B. Okay. Heckma. I'm going to go B plus. I'm going to go B plus. And it's a big difference. I, I, I wanted to go A minus. Um, man, look, no one's the 72 Dolphins, and it's going to be a rocky road. Except um, maybe the 2023 Dolphins. Boom. Mm. You might be cooking with gas right now. But, you know, I figured there would be some ebb and flows in this in the season for this team. They're still very young, relatively young at, yeah. at positions. And so, look, bringing in, implementing a new offense, all of those things, I'm, I figured it would have its growing pains. But even if you look at this team on paper, just from the beginning of the season, one of the more talented rosters in the NFL. So, you, that doesn't change. Um, I think that what happened in Arizona was – 
you thought you were going to roll your helmets out there and just beat up on Arizona because you were thinking you, know, you were looking ahead mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. I, I believe that, you know, and we've had those games where the Cowboys have come out a little lifeless and gotten beaten uh, and, and just true to form. Have we had those games? I mean, Jeez. over the years, yes. And so that's I why, know. you know, for Mike McCarthy now being 10-1 and one after a loss, uh, I think that's a good record for him. Mm-hmm. But that's where I saw this team all along. Did I see them getting manhandled by the 49ers? No. Mm-hmm. But just like we've had, you know, bad team, bad losses, we've had bad wins too. And so I'm going to take it however we can get it, right? I think it was a lesson learned uh, in San Francisco. But definitely, this is a B-plus team. But they have a tough – rest of their schedule left and they can either go up to the A plus A minus range very quickly or all the way down to an F here in a a, a quick little while. (laughs) Let's hope not because our fans will be they're on the ledge now. Really? They they don't even need anybody to push them. They would yeah, just they would just let go and just in in fall if we if we just go start, just start plumbing. By the way, twenty twenty three Dolphins would never be the seventy two Dolphins because they already lost the game. But I mean because okay. I think I personally thought the Cowboys were going to be the 2023 Dolphins. I thought that was this type of offense. Mm, but I didn't think that quite yet because until you see it, you don't, you haven't seen it. Right. right. But um, what about you, Patrick? I, I'm, I landed squarely on a B. On a B. Um, okay. And, and the thing is, is anyone who thought the Cowboys were going to go into the bye week at six and zero, you don't, you're not paying attention to NFL football and the parody of NFL football. You're going to have tough games, and sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way, and sometimes the officials don't throw the flag your way like the, you know, yeah. right? <laughs> punt, the punt returns, for example. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you look at the wins that they've gotten. I mean, they've absolutely decimated teams. And then you know, people say, "Well, it was only the Jets. Oh, is this the same Jets that beat the Eagles?" Okay, so this is what I mean when I say NFL parody. It, but then. You know, after blowing out, or you bounce back from Arizona. I agree with Heckman. I think they rolled into Arizona thinking, oh, we're the big boys in town. We're going to handle this. And they got, you know, they got handled. Mm-hmm. Didn't get manhandled like they get against San Francisco. But 10 and 1, it's a resilient team. They haven't lost two games in a row since mid 2021. Um, they can take a punch and then bounce back and deliver one uh, in a big way. And then the question was, okay, not only can they respond after losing so badly in San Francisco, but Another question was, how will they manage a close game? Mm. You know, how does that look for a Cowboys team that keeps blowing out teams when they're winning? We found out this week. We found out this week. Mm-hmm. Now we know they can win a close game and a close game on the road. Which uh, hasn't always been the case right, with this exactly, team. Right, exactly. In the pre-McCarthy era. And also against a high-powered offense and a, an offensive coordinator that knows you well. And had this date circled. And had this date circled. <laughs> so all of those things were working against the Cowboys, and they went into SoFi, and they handled their business, and they punctuated like they did with the Micah Sack, uh, Stephon Gilmore. So I'm, I'm right there at a B. Yeah, I wanted to say uh, I'm really glad Dak Prescott said that. He actually said that in his uh, presser after the game that – he told the guys, like, this is what this is, y'all. Because you, you do have a fairly young team. And he reminded them, like, this is this is how games are going to be. They're mm-hmm. not going to be these blowouts every week like we were doing early in the we season. We got spoiled two games. Yeah, there. yeah. And I thought that was good to hear from your leader to kind of, you know, say that and let these guys know that that's a, that's a thing, that that's what's going to – this is kind of how games really go in the NFL. You're not just going to be blowing people out every week. But another positive that goes to me giving them the B is they didn't – 
they didn't scoreboard watch the, the 49ers losing and the Eagles losing and, mm-hmm. and the kind of rolling and say, okay, well, you know, we can breathe a little bit because no, they went in and said we have to capitalize off of those two yeah. teams losing. And now they're five and one. They're five and one. Detroit Lions, let's not overlook the Lions. They're playing some really good football. So three teams five and one and you're at four and two going into your bye week, two weeks to get healthy, two weeks to reset, two weeks to figure out some things for the LA Rams who now have to come home after four road games in the first six. Yeah, that's a solid B for me, four mm-hmm. and two. No, I love it. What you got? <laughs> no, I love it, man. You, you said you said the leader of this team. <coughs> mm-hmm. Who? That's your opinion. It's a great opinion. Mm. Who's your leader of this team? It's Dak. It, it's definitely Dak. Consensus? Dak? You think Dak's the leader? Ah, uh, man, that's tough. I'm going with Micah. And, and the reason I, I say Micah is because this team is going to go as far as your defense is going to take them. I think, look, it's no knock on Dak. And, and I think that Dak will take having a what we consider to be a very good defense. If you could, let's just say, be the quarterback of the 2000 Baltimore Ravens, you'll take that position knowing that all I got to do is not turn the ball over, not make any stupid decisions with the, with, with the ball, and my defense can take us home. We can get a lead. We can get up out of here with a dub, right? So I'm saying, Michael, because of the production and everything that he has started to represent for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, look, Dak has had that. He's been the leader for a, for a very long time of this team. I just think this young, hungry defense led by Michael Parsons, that's – and really – does it really matter who's the, you no. know as long as long as it's done as long as right. this team right. and and I and I've you interview enough coaches coaches love that when you get to a point in the season that the team is working everything out mm-hmm. your leaders on the team are leading the workouts they're leading the the film study they're leading that's what you did I'm sure for Mike McCarthy that's what he wants to see from his team so. that's an excellent point because there there's more than one leader in that yeah. locker room of course. Right. so Michael Tank. Dak, even a guy that just got here in like Stephon Gilmore, for example, CeeDee Lamb. You look on the special team side, CJ Goodwin, even, you know, with the injury, he was on the flight out. He was out there at SoFi coaching up those young guys mm-hmm. on special teams, right? Um, so it, this is a group that has so many leaders that we could sit here and rightfully have a conversation about who's the, here's a new word, leadingest leader in, <laughs> in the locker room. All right. But the, but the <laughs> fact we can have that conversation is kudos to the culture over there. Yeah. And, and you're you're right. It doesn't matter. It's fun for us. To, a lot of things we talk about do, yeah. doesn't matter. They're just fun to talk about, and they keep us all employed. So, But you're right, and everybody leads in a different way. Right. There's silent leaders. There's guys that don't say nothing that can just look at a dude, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, let me get back in line. There's dudes that are very vocal. There's dudes that are very vocal within mm-hmm. their position group, but they kind of yield a little bit to another guy right. whenever it gets kind of loud. And it's crazy how dollars and cents get thrown up in there. You think the guy that's getting paid the most should automatically be the leader of a team. So, I mean, that's just with the quarterback salaries, yeah. period. I'm just saying with the way that this team is constructed mm-hmm. and how they're getting these victories, I think you rely so heavily on your defense and, oh, by the way, you may have one of the generational talents on your team in Michael Parsons. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I don't think there's a wrong answer. Like one of my one of my leaders in the locker room is J. Ron Curse. Absolutely. Because he's, you know, if you if you've been back in the tunnel when they run out, he's the one that breaks them mm-hmm. down. He's the one that's very vocal. He's we call him on our show straight jacket. Because before the game, he's all cool and he's nice, and you meet him, he's real polite and soft-spoken. And then as soon as the uniform comes on and the helmet, before they run out, 
I don't even know who he is. He's screaming, yeah. he's yelling, he's got his eyes are lit flip up. The switch. So, flip you know, the switch. Yeah, flips the switch for sure. You mentioned five and one teams. Mm-hmm. There's five of them, right? Mm-hmm. Miami, Kansas City, Philly, San Fran, and Detroit. You know what four of those five have in common? What's that? They all play the Cowboys. Mm. Is this the toughest schedule they've had in a long time? Just, I mean, this yes. early in the in the season, you I, can tell. But those are Miami dominant, Kansas mm-hmm. City, not dominant this year, but it's still Kansas they're City. good. Philly, pretty, not maybe not dominant, but pretty close. San Fran dominant. Detroit, right now dominant. dominant. Yeah, I mean, right out of the gate. Well, no this matter is, how you look at it, Shannon, they're going to be a battle-tested squad when yep. they go to the playoffs. You look at that, those teams that you're talking about right there, the Bills, uh, even though they've lost two games, mm-hmm. that's that's going to be a tough squad to – Almost to, drop on the Tyrod uh, and the Giants. Come on now. You know, <laughs> so Seattle, another tough another mm-hmm. tough team. You, yes, this is a tough – and you think about these teams last year, two years ago, You nobody would have said Miami was a tough out or mm-hmm. a lot of these teams were a tough out. But now, just like Detroit, they built through the draft. They have their coach that they want, and the the culture change is evident in in Detroit. Now, can they sustain that? Because this is, I think, uh, aside from their, their quarterback who's been to the Super Bowl, not many of those guys have that type of experience. So, and also a very young squad as well. So, I mean, hey, we got a lot of people going to be gunning for us. And you're right, man, it's a tough tough schedule. Yeah, you yeah. brought up the early buy. You know, you, this this buy yeah. being early. I think that. That plays a role in how tough the schedule is, too. I mean, I appreciate Dubai right now just kind of for what it is, but then you start looking at that and you think to yourself, like, well, maybe, you know, a bye later in the season would have been nice in this situation with going up against this gauntlet True. of teams, you know? Yeah, don't. This schedule is brutal. Don't. I mean, when you looked at the schedule release in April, you're mm-hmm. like, wow, four road games in the first six. Two of those are back-to-back Cali games. And, and then you got the week seven bye, which is a little bit early. So that, that that makes the final stretch that much longer. But then look at who you're playing right. in this next half. And then look at where you're playing. In this right. next, you got to go to Buffalo <clears throat> in December. December. That ain't so, yeah, to your point, nice they're going to be battle-tested. So, um, you know, mount up and ride. Mm-hmm. What's your, before we go to our next break, Aisha, biggest surprise this season? Could be positive, could be negative, just something that you're like, wow, didn't see that. Dang. Okay, Um, you want me to come back? Yeah. Because I'm sure this guy's got plenty of those. I mean, I got a a couple, but I'm just going to go with Brandon Aubrey. I I could not be. The one, you know, we talked about this on our show. The one one area out of every position group that we thought, okay, this this is a problem. We thought it was the biggest problem. Everywhere else we were good. Oh, we're good here. We're good here. We're good here. No, we got depth here. We're good. Mm -hmm. If this, 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 and this dude go down, the kicker, we got a problem. Perfect. Brandon Aubrey, he came in as <laughs> a camp call. body. He wasn't even the first sign. It was Tristan Viscaino. He comes in trying to battle for a job against Viscaino. They both look just terrible in the blue-white practice. It leads to Tristan getting cut, and then a switch flips, and Aubrey goes on a tear. Looked good in the, uh, for the remainder of camp, looked good in the preseason, and then, of course, he misses the first extra point. Then everybody's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Rookie kicker came. Well, well what's nope. happened since then? Like 16 for 16 yeah. right now, three away from breaking the NFL all-time record. He's blown past Dan Bailey's franchise record to start an NFL career. I mean, you just – he's butter, baby. He's butter. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, it's Brandon Aubrey, hands down. What about you, Heck? 
I'm going to go with uh, Marquise Bell, the playing linebacker. That's my um, that I, dude is too small to be playing linebacker. I, I, I didn't, I didn't think, but uh, he's brilliant. I didn't, I didn't think that Dan Quinn's vision for him as a player included linebacker. I knew that he was just kind of uh, J. Ron Curse ish yep. in the way that he that the coverage was a little, eh, but I thought that his run stuff and ability was obviously there, which mm-hmm. you see. But um, that's what that's what makes Dan Quinn a visionary and mastermind. When you could take a guy like number fourteen and turn him into an undersized linebacker and you don't miss a beat. I think versus San Francisco, and people pointed this out, versus San Francisco, he got exposed in a way before being undersized, but you're not going to face a scheme like that in a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, I really love the way they're using 14. Yeah, I do too. All right, so for me, it's going to be how the left side of this offensive line is like, mm. tra- how things transpired. Um, number one, the fact that Chumi Doga actually ended up being like a consistent swing. I was very surprised by that. Um, Tyler Smith being your left guard. Like, I thought, listening to them last year, that he was for sure going to be your tackle. I didn't expect – I didn't know what was going to happen with Tyron and Tyler in that regard with the left tackle position. So, for me, I think it's just – I'm surprised that Tyron Smith is still your left tackle right now and Tyler, who I thought was your tackle right now, is your left guard. That that was a big surprise to me that they stuck to their guns with that. Yeah, Mine's kind of tied to yours. Mm Mm-hmm. One, what's going on with the offensive line? Because oh, I did not, I did not see that coming. And then, but the big, the big, the, what plays into what's going on with the passing game? Because yeah. I, yeah. I thought yeah. CD's ready to be a top three <laughs> receiver. Brandon Cooks is going to take the top off and help him become that that top three receiver. Gallup between Gallup and you know whatever combination after him, Tolbert, Tolbert Brooks, yeah. whatever. That was going to be a solid number three. And then your tight ends, I felt really good about where they were at, even though Schultz was gone. I thought, okay, these guys are good. But the inability to go down the field boggles my mind. And and we've talked about it on our show, and it seems to be a consensus of – it's a little bit of everything. A little bit of how they're using personnel, mm-hmm. how the you know the blocking of the offensive line, Dak trying to figure things out, which is a whole you know you could spend a whole show on Dak. You know our our, know our fans. You know what? And that <laughs> talk about that when we come back. It it doesn't matter who the cowboy the Dallas Cowboys quarterback is. There you go. You're gonna have a problem with there it. Let's go. get y'all's thoughts on Dak there and where go. he's at in his in his career and and with this team when we come back on the last segment of Hanging with the Boys, the People Show. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop Ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. 
So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got him next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they make just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. James right here, your 2022 Dallas Cowboys fan of the year. You know how much I love my Cowboys, and I am thrilled to be talking to you about the 2023 Fan of the Year Award presented by Captain Morgan. We're looking for the ultimate Cowboys fan to spice up the game. That means you eat, sleep, and breathe the Dallas Cowboys. If that's you, or if you know someone like me, then go to DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year, and you could win tickets to Super Bowl 58 and so much more. Enter today. Welcome back to the last segment of the People Show. Hanging with the boys, Shannon Gross, Aisha Morrison, mm-hmm. Heckma Harrison, and Patrick Nosey Walkerson. Yes, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. I like that. Okay, we are like hanging it, with like the it. folks this week. Well, today and Monday, anyway. Yeah. And anyway, it's the last segment. Last segment is mm-hmm. brought to you each and every day by Jigsaw, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And tune in to our next show. At 2 o'clock, the Players' Lounge, which features Nui Scruggs, the regular there, our buddy Jesse Holly, Everson Walls, and Jess. How do you say Jess's last name? Navarez. Navarez? 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 Okay. It's Val, right? And Jess. Oh, that's Did you say so Ve? Yeah, that'll be a good show. Yeah. Uh, she, she's going to watch this, and one of us is going to get a text. <laughs> that'll be a good show. I thought it was Navarez. Good show. I'm country. Just let me be. Where are you from? I'm from here. I'm from Oak Cliff. Oh. <laughs> Where are you from? Oak Cliff. Are you? Yeah. Where are you from? Georgia. He from Georgia. That's country. Oak Cliff ain't country. I take that. I mean, okay. I take that. Where at? Where at Georgia? Born and raised Savannah. Spent a lot of time in Atlanta. Okay. The Savannah part's country. Atlanta, that's oh, big most city. definitely. That's big city for Atlanta's Georgia. still country. You can have an accent and still be from the city. Yeah, but an accent doesn't make you country. Oh, well, in from? fairness, West Monroe, Louisiana. Let's go. <laughs> now what? Okay, never mind. West Monroe, Homer Duck Dynasty. Let's go. That's country. West Monroe. <laughs> Trump's my country. West Monroe. It's the duck From the top rope. I got my haircut just for you guys. Yeah. West Monroe. Yeah. I love it. And it's smooth and hey. clean. Monroe, baby. Very good when I rub on it. Spend some time coming through Monroe. Here we go. Have you? Yeah. It smells like doo-doo. Yeah, it's going. Almost made it's, it's, going. It's, yeah, it's a tough spot. There you go. I almost, I almost took it. I was yeah. like, no, nah, we're like, not going. It smells like money. Yeah. we say the paper mill. smells like money. That's the only job you can get making. We're going to Gremlin. Oh, y'all got a paper, y'all yeah. got a paper mill too. So yeah, I know yeah. you country because Savannah got a paper mill yeah. too. Yeah. So if you got a paper mill in the middle of your town, then your country. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Huge. I speak in different languages yeah. to me. Yeah, Grant. So interesting fact: Monroe slash West Monroe is kind of like Dallas, Fort Worth, Minneapolis, St. Paul. They're right there, kind of the same city. Yeah. Three major universities within. 30 minutes of each other. Yeah. University of Louisiana, Monroe, Grambling, and La Tech. Yeah. Sound like a lot of traffic, and I don't like it. But it's not. It, yeah. That's the thing. There's no traffic because nobody leaves. They're not. Com- they're, they're commuter colleges. Everybody lives mm. on campus or right there in the town. So. Drive the speed limit. 
Yes. Drive the speed limit. Especially if. Yeah, in Monroe, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Dak. We haven't really talked about Dak. Oh, you about to make some people mad today. Probably. I mean, why not? I mean, our fans are mad. Our fans are they, we're, they're already pissed off six games in. We're trash. It's the same old Cowboys. They're going 8-8, eight and eight, you know, whatever. They got spoiled the first two games. No one remembers Quincy Carter and then what has happened. What has happened after? Oh, I do. What has happened after <laughs> Troy? Absolutely do. I remember Steve Pelour. <laughs> so well, you come go, on, they go way back. Yeah, everybody forgets though. They yeah, forget okay. the the string of Quincy and Chad Hutchinson Jeez. and mm-hmm. Bledsoe and Testaverde. This goes on. All you know, all that like, and, and then you got Matt Castle, and Brandon Wheaton. Yeah. How, how Wheaton was supposed to come in and save oh, yes. the day? Oh man! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I was, I was around for that. Anthony Wright. Anthony Wright. Oh God no! And then you back into Tony Romo. You back, back into that totally situation. Totally back into that. And everybody loves him until they hate him. Mm-hmm. And then, you True. know, and then and then you back into yeah, that. Yeah, you, you basically back into that too. Thing. That's and, a fourth round contest. Yes. And then you and you love him until you hate him. And now everybody's he's 8 years in and he's not getting it done and blah blah blah. So one, my question is what do the fans want you to do? You married you married the guy when you paid him the money, right? Yeah, you do. And he's still in that top half, I would put, I would say maybe this year he might have, maybe he's regressed a little bit, but he's always been not that elite tier, but he's been in that that probably that second tier. Man, I right? love that. So, where are you guys on Dak? Because it is eight years in. I think you can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. Do I think he can go out, play from behind in a lot of games, and go win you games? I'm not sure. I, I don't think so. I think Heckman's doing the Birdman hand rub. He's ready to go in. He no, is. We're going to let you go nah, first. Go, go, go in. But I think no. he's a good quarterback. I, I saw think, it. I think he can win you a Super Bowl. I need him to go show me when the game's on the line and I'm playing any one of these five teams, yeah. Miami, Kansas City, Philly, San Fran, Detroit, bring me back. Bring me back and win the game in the fourth quarter. And and and. Uh, but I'm in on Dak. I think you can win a Super Bowl with him. I think probably 75% of our fans right now are like, there's no chance. That's just that's just Cowboy fans. They wouldn't care who the quarterback was, right? So where are you guys at? We'll start with you over there hand rubbing and No, man. I, I, you know, I, really, I want to know where, this, where the conversation was going. Uh, Patrick, I read all your stuff. It's great. I want to tell you that right now, man. Thank You're you, sir. I appreciate it. Bomb job right now. Uh, Aisha, I watch all of your stuff. Um, so I know you're a Dak. Both of you guys are Dak supporters. Mm-hmm. So I'm in I'm good in. company right I'm in. now, right? Um, but, my, is there a but? No. Oh, okay. You're no Dak but coming. Too? Uh, okay. But what I, where I'm going with this is that eight years in, I have I have lowered my expectation. I've lowered my expectation based off of where he, when he had Zeke, when he had uh, Cooper, mm-hmm. the pieces around the him. pieces around him that made him. Uh, elevate his play. I've seen him come down from behind in the Detroit, the excuse me, the Green Bay playoff game to almost win that game. I've seen him have miraculous moments as a quarterback. But now that I'm at year eight, here's where I am with it, and I and I'm and I believe that everyone around should should have the same expectation that you shouldn't expect for Dak to be. Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You sh- you, and that's not a knock on him. I'm just saying he ain't that. 
There ain't. That's fair. The only one that <laughs> is right. that is Patrick Mahomes. Right. He's the one who's that. He's the one who's that. But I think I think when you have Tom Brady, when you have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers and you have those other players, you have the you want to compare right. to what the best is, and it's like, nah, man, mm-mm, that's not the one. There's I have. three of those in the, the world. In the world. world. In the world. In the world, Craig. <laughs> yeah. But 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 I think you confuse that because you you want that. You right. want you want your quarterback to be all right, we're down by twelve, it's five minutes. He could get it done, you know? He's a guy that's gonna need talent around him. He's gonna need a defense to back him. Last season with the interception, it that wasn't Dak. No. That wasn't that wasn't who he has been as a quarterback. Do I believe he can lead us to a Super Bowl? Yes, Shannon. But I don't think he can do it like Mahomes can do it with just the tight end as his number one receiver. I don't think that he could like some of these other guys. Right. I gotta think have the pieces, right? You have to have the pieces around him, but I think that Dak has shown me enough character-wise as a leader that as we've talked about. About that he can be that guy at a point in your season where there's a lull or even in the playoffs that can circle the wagons and get guys ready to play. He knows this is it. Who else knows that? He knows this is it. Mm-hmm. And this is his opportunity. This is his chance. Maybe the offense isn't doing him any favors right now. But if this offense continues to churn it out and get these red zone opportunities, we might get to the end of the year if this if Mike McCarthy, if, 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 can get take advantage of those red zone opportunities and this offense can be the best that we've seen in a number of years. Tap in. Well, because oh, I was like, I thought she was going to go. But, nah, I mean – I think you said some really key things as far as like him being able to. I've seen him come back in games. I've seen him be productive. I mean, quite honestly, we we keeping it a buck. He did it the other night. I mean, this offensive line struggled. Like, I mean, you had guys like Zach Martin having four pressures. This offensive line struggled. And from what Mike McCarthy said, you know, the uh, the defense of um, the Chargers they threw some things at them defensively that they hadn't seen. And he navigated that and improvised, and he willed them. There was a determination in him in this game that reminded me of those moments where we saw in Green Bay and stuff like that, where he's like, nah, uh uh-uh, I don't care if this is all this stuff is going on, I'm going to win this game for you. I thought that was important for him to see and to get a feel for. But I I do feel the same way as you. It's like, I think he can win you a Super Bowl. I think he's more than productive in that way. This guy's had three different coordinators, and I think that matters at this point. And so right now, for him, I'm trying Trying to, I'm waiting for whoever is coaching him to find his sweet spots. Figure out what he does well. <laughs> I like that. What he does well. Yeah. We see what he does well. We got to see a lot of the things he does well the other night. Stick to that. You know, play to his strengths. And I, I feel like with that, that's going to open everything up. He's developed as a passer. He's developed. He's developed as a quarterback in itself. I'm. I'm fine with where he is right now. But I do agree that. This the the coaching and everything matters in this situation, yeah. uh, and I do agree also that it is that time. It's about that time, and I'm sure <laughs> that these guys understand that this is a big year for all of them. And I, I'm hoping too that towards the end of the year they can get it sorted out, and we have a productive offense. I'm in on deck, um, and but I think the problem that people have is a lot of people, not everybody. I'm not going to generalize because we have a, a a large fan base mm-hmm. of very intelligent, high football IQ folks, and I'm not, what I'm about to say is not about them. <laughs> it's about the other folks. Um, <laughs> okay. Those other folks can't walk and chew gum at the same time. So that that argument that you just laid out about Dak, that was layered, accurate, and you hit on a lot of points, even though the points don't always, you know, so it's like oil and vinegar can exist at the same time. Dak can win the Super Bowl 
But it's fair to say the expectation is probably down a little bit for a variety of reasons. The interceptions, we agree, last year, that was not Dak Prescott. But I think the Cowboys coaching staff has swung the pendulum too far to the left and said, well, where were the majority of your interceptions? Deep middle? We're not going to let you throw deep middle. Say that. So he's being shrunk a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that goes to, well, maybe we're not going to see the Dak Prescott that threw 4,900 yards, 37 touchdowns with the Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott and stuff like that. Maybe we won't see that. But as far as ability goes, we've seen that this quarterback has the ability when the game is on the line to rally the troops and and drive down the field and win the game. We've also seen him be, even in games where it's not going so well, be that psychological leader for the team that keeps them from dropping their head on the sideline. We can we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. But this is not the Marinelli era. This is not the Mike Nolan season. This is the Dan Quinn era. And this Cowboys team goes as the defense Mm -hmm. goes. That's what's going to win this Cowboys team a Super Bowl. It's going to be the defense. Dak Prescott just needs to know uh, that there will be times where your defense has a bad game. We've seen it twice already. They have a bad game. Now, when that happens, we need to see Dirty Dak. What we saw against the Los Angeles Chargers, that was Dirty Dak. Mm-hmm. That was Dak saying, oh, this protection is breaking down. I'm not going to sit it. here and just wait yep. to be sacked. I'm not going to sit here and wait to lose eight yards. I'm gone. I'm out of here. Oh, well, here's the read option. He took him, the linebacker, took a misassignment. Okay, green, I'm taking off. 18-yard touchdown, 11-yard run. Uh, extend the play off a broken tackle. Escape the sack. Long enough to see Tony Pollard escape. Bam, yeah. that turns into a 60-yard play. That's Dirty Dak football. Mm-hmm. So I think that... Because we have seen him be able to do that, combine that with the defense that they have, yes, Dak Prescott in this variation can win the Cowboys a Super Bowl. Is he the same Dak we saw in the Cooper years? That's to be determined because we don't need, we still don't know what the Texas Coast offense looks like just yet. We, they just got Brandon Cooks involved. Say that two days ago. Dirty Dak on a route that yeah, Dirty Dak on a route <laughs> a route that's not bring even, back Dirty yeah, Dak. That's not even his specialty. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Running across the back of the Listen, end Mississippi you know? State Dak. That's Dirty Dak. That's yeah. Dirty. That's Dak. Dirty Dak. I, like I agree because that's when he's his best. That's when he's his I best. Do, I agree. When he can improvise. Yeah. When, when he, it, I feel like those first five games for the most part, we'll we'll throw New York out the window because uh, and just for. His, for a good reason, because they had such a lead, you didn't need to take those risks. Right. Then it was raining in, in New York, so whatever. But post-Jets, I just feel like he's playing too much inside of a box, and that's not Dirty Dak, yeah. right? So let what we saw in Los Angeles at SoFi, plays breaking down, Dak is out of there. Plays breaking down, whoop, 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 Dirty Dak. Somebody just changed their Twitter handle right there. Dirty, Dirty Dak. Dak. Yeah. Dirty Dak. I mean, I, Dak listens to hanging with the boys every day. So, Dak, there you go. We are all on board. We have faith in you. We just need more we need Dirty, Dirty Dak. Dak. We need Dirty Dak. Dirty oh, Dak. Oh, and Dirty Dak also could be. I, y'all, I'm so glad we're out of time because this is about to go. I know where it's about to go. But I was about to say that I also think Dirty Dak is also making some business decisions at the line of scrimmage sometimes. Maybe <laughs> That's sometimes. what Dirty Dak is all about, baby. Yeah, this is all about business. <laughs> Let's go. Y'all are going to jail. All right, we got to get out of here. Monday, we'll get back in the weeds Monday. We didn't even get to positions. We'll do that Monday. Now that we got the uh, comfort factor, it's going downhill (laughs) now. All right, hey. Good seeing you, no yes, see. Yes, Heckma, yes, good sir. hanging yes, out. Sir. Aisha, nice to do a show with you. Chris, thanks for keeping us on the air. We'll be back Monday hanging with the folks. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?